Welcome to the LCAL a Low Carb Ancestral Living podcast. I'm your host, Pim Johnson, and each week I'm bringing you new guests who will share their opinions and expertise on different topics related to health and well-being. Enjoy! Hi and welcome to LCAL Low Carb Ancestral Living with Pim Johnson. Today's topic will be a little bit different and at first I wasn't sure whether this is a topic that is relevant to this channel but Sabrina pointed out that it's actually something that is relevant to everyone and anyone no matter who you are, what you do or what your beliefs are and uh, she's right. No one can avoid being affected by home violence whether it's you directly or someone you know or just someone you come across on the street. So this is something that robs us of living our lives to the fullest and in turn it will affect everyone around you if you have been subjected to this. So it's something that is very relevant to all of us and whether we like it or not. So thank you Sabrina for making this topic something less taboo and welcome to the show. Thank you so much Pim, what a pleasure it is to be with you Uh uh, yes, um, it, it's true. Uh, it affects us all, but uh, we at Also Safe we try our best to make it um, as palatable as possible, and and that we are uh, positive about the whole situation, positive, empowering, encouraging. So um, the problem is there, but we're we're offering solutions. So yeah, <laughs> perfect. So just to start off, because um, the general term that I have heard before is usually domestic abuse. So do you just want to kind of talk us through what does home violence actually mean? So what's included there? Is it just physical abuse or is it mental abuse as well? So that we know what we're talking about. Sure, sure. Uh, yes, and that's a great starting point. Uh, I say this in my TEDx talk. Domestic violence has such a stigma that it is a woman's problem, and clearly it is not. And secondly, it assumes that all of the victims are female, and that's not true either. So we prefer to say home violence. It's more inclusive because everybody can relate to that. You know, whether you're male, female, whether you're living with your children, your stepchildren, a boyfriend, a girlfriend, an aunt, an uncle, a husband, a wife, an ex, uh, a, a dorm, even in a dormitory, your roommate, everybody can relate to the word home. And it's also, we did that on purpose, home violence, to kind of make people think like, wait a minute, if it's a true home, there shouldn't be any violence. Exactly. So it's like an oxymoron. So just to get people to think differently about it and uh, and to make it more inclusive. Um, and... Uh, so I hope I answered the question regarding why we prefer to say home violence versus domestic violence. Absolutely. Thank you. So before, before we start going into the questions that I have, do you just want to share a little bit about your story and, uh, you know, what home sure. violence, what impact that has had on your life? Sure, sure. Um, I've had... I've been in and out of therapy for quite some time now that I am comfortable to say that uh, my uh, I am a victim, or I should say a survivor of, uh, of violence. My father beat my mother on a regular basis, and my mother would beat me. So 
It was very tumultuous, very um, stressful. Well, beyond stressful, it was very traumatic. And uh, police would come to the residence. Uh, I have X-rays of my mother's uh, skull when he bashed her head against the wall, causing her to be deaf in one ear. Um, I remember him splitting her lip open, uh, and it was constant verbal, physical abuse, uh, on a regular basis. I mean, it was just yelling and screaming, slamming doors. Um, and I always lived in fear, right? So, and, and your brain, especially as a child, you're developing, right? You, you, you're, it's not normal to be in survival mode all the time. I mean, once in a while, yes, uh, you get nervous for a test. You, you're in the middle of a hurricane. Um, you, you're nervous about an exam. That's all normal. But to live with abuse, violence, chaos, dysfunction is is not normal. And what happens to your brain, especially as a child, you uh, there's harmful chemicals that are being released in your body on a regular basis, and one of those is cortisol. And on a regular basis, it's harmful. It actually affects your memory and it affects your learning uh, because in the back of the brain, um, I, I think at the base of the brain is the hippocampus and it's responsible for memory and for learning and toxic chemicals like cortisol shrink that area of the brain. So as children... Your, your, it's affecting you at school. It's affecting you in relationships, like forming friendships and, and then you have trust issues. So it affects everything. So, um, and it wasn't until I moved out that I, I, well, actually, I did get help when I was 19 years old. I was at university and, uh, and that's when I started therapy. And I've been in and out of therapy ever since. And um, we are big proponents of therapy at Oso oh Safe. And we could talk about that more a little bit later. But verbal, physical, sexual abuse, um, you're like, we like to group everything in those three categories because your physical, if you're being physically abused, it affects your mentality because your brain, your head is part of your body, right? So, so to us, it's all physical abuse. Um, and no one has to touch you per se in order to, uh, be abusive. So if you're being told on a regular basis, you're nothing, you're a whore, you're a brat, you're a monster, you're a bitch, you're a slut every day. They're not touching you, but that's abuse. And then you start to believe it and it affects you. Um, It affects how you interact with other people. If you're at a job, if you're trying to learn at school, um, it's like living with a terrorist, really, uh, when you live in that type of environment. And it's not normal. You cannot live in those circumstances, you're just surviving and it affects how you, 
how you eat, how you sleep, how you interact with other people. Um, so I hope I answered the question, at least gave a good summation. Yeah. So another thing that we were talking about was, um, or I was asking you if you would be comfortable, just kind of talk us through the history of, you know, home violence and what's the development, how we are looking at things, the acceptance of it, and how we may be now sweeping it under the carpet. <laughs> and, you know, is it more common now or less common? What did it look like a couple of hundred years ago, maybe a thousand years ago? And what does it look like today? Yes. Um, and I did some research for that question. Um, uh, I would say, though, uh, I feel like the awareness is better. We definitely have more awareness, but as far as improvements, not so much. Uh, there are more laws, but I have to say, uh, well, let me bring you back. Uh, I, I want to say to to you and your audience, get rid of the idea that men, that this is the nature of men. Um, and that's not to say that perpetrators can't be women, but I, I, I take classes on a regular basis, uh, up, up to keep myself abreast on the subject. And I could tell you cavemen, cave people, they never raped women actually, because they, ha they revered women because we could give birth. So this whole notion that, oh, it's in men's DNA and that it's their inherent way of it's just how they are and boys will be boys, that's a, a myth. It's a lie, actually, because cave people, uh, because we women bore children, men were in awe of that in, in primitive our, our primitive existence. So, and that actually I thought was comforting to me. When I heard that in class, I said, so see, it's not that men want to attack or, or that, they're, that they can't help themselves. Uh, it's that they were taught. And it wasn't until the introduction of commerce, of money, that women were, or females were objectified, if you will. So, so that's like, we're going way back. But just to bring you back to kind of like in the present day, I, I heard of a, an expression, you know, rule of thumb. And I invite you and all of your, um, audience, your audience to, Stay away from that term, rule of thumb, because it comes from an old English law back in the late 1800s, early 1900s, that you could beat your wife with a ruler so long as that ruler was no longer than the width or, or not wider than the width of your thumb. Hence the phrase rule of thumb. So I educate people to say, just say as a rule and forget of thumb. Um, in, uh, let's see, uh, in France, uh, Christine de Pizan, um, and she was, um, let's see, 
She complained in 1405 of the harsh beatings and many injuries uh, that women suffered without cause and without reason. Uh, in England, Mary Wollstonecraft complained of male tyranny in the 18th century. Uh, in the United States, a uh, spokeswoman for the women's movement complained of male brutality from the moment they organized in 1848, and Susan B. Anthony personally helped battered women to escape. So we're talking, you know, hundreds of years ago, um, and I found it, uh, it, 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 it it's just... Um, the history of it is very alarming, you know. It's just very alarming, uh, to say the least. And um, uh, in 1874, a decision of the Supreme Court of North Carolina, uh, the court nullified the husband's right to chastise his wife under any circumstances. And it continued to say, if no permanent injury has been inflicted or malice, cruelty, or dangerous violence shown by the husband, it's better to draw the curtain, shut out the public gaze, and leave the parties to forgive and forget. So basically, they were telling women to just slip it under the rug, brush it, sweep it under the table, and just go about your day, your business. Um, uh, it, it's just very, um, how much we had to swallow, you know, and still to this day, I have to say. Uh, and I feel like there is a lot more awareness right now, but I feel like not a whole lot has changed, unfortunately, especially for children, children of abuse, uh, and I was, my father smacked me once, but I witnessed him abuse my mother all the time. And I remember always saying, whenever he hit her, I felt like he was hitting me. So, um, and I actually, Pim, I told him, you ever lay a hand on me, I will put you in jail. And I did. Um, I, I, and I don't regret it. Not yesterday, not today, and not tomorrow. Um, I signed the papers. And I remember the judge, when we went to court, the judge, uh, my father was right next to me, and the judge asking me, are you afraid of him? And I said, yes, I am. And the look that my father gave me, uh, I'm never going to forget it. Like, he turned around and said, it, he didn't say anything, but I could tell from his face, how could you be afraid of me? What do you mean you're afraid of me? So it, it was just, um, and we're talking, uh, it, it, this was a number of years ago, but I could tell you uh, cases that go on now. Uh, and I could I could say statistics, uh, 15 million children witness violence in their own homes each and every year in the U.S. alone. And those are just the ones that are documented. Yeah. One out of three women will be be will be beaten or raped in her lifetime. Um, I'm sorry. Did you want to say something? I, no. I could go on on and on with go statistics. On. Oh, um, 
One out of three women will be beaten or raped in a lifetime. One out of seven men is abused. Uh, once a woman decides to leave, she is 75% more likely to be killed. Uh, one out of four women is sexually harassed at work. And one out of 10 men is sexually harassed at work. About 324,000 pregnant women go into the emergency room, not for pregnant-related issues, but for abuse-related injuries. Uh, 80% of all runaways come from violent homes. 85% of all spouse murderers are male. I could go on and on with statistics, but that's present day. <laughs> that's now, yeah. pretty much. So to answer your question, uh, and I do this every day, you know, um, the courts in the United States, they're horrible. They make horrible matters even worse. And I'm speaking from police, lawyers, mediators, parent coordinators, uh, ch so-called child protective service agencies and judges. The judges, I have to say, are so ignorant on the subject. Um, in fact, uh, the actress Angelina Jolie, she made a statement on her Instagram or Facebook and, and echoed what I'm saying, how, how uneducated judges are making, uh, um, making these judgments on these cases that they should know much more about. And they hold the lives of children, abused children in their hands. And we really have to do away with abusive parental rights. Um, it's something that OsoSafe is working on with the OsoSafe certification uh, and I could go, I could describe that later on in the interview. This is where we make safety a required standard condition of residency, period, over and out. No more, um, where you don't even need the courts, quite frankly. Uh, and I, I have said this numerous times the courts have to follow what we're doing at OsoSafe because they allow abusive parents. Fathers raping their daughters, and because he's the dad, they allow joint custody, or they allow for the child to go with the the abusive parent. It's insane. It's it's chaos. So, um, yeah. So so yes. There's more awareness. We have more. Um, uh, uh, we speak. We speak out about it more, but I have to say, um, we have a long way to go. And, and I feel like, like what I just read to you, uh, it, because it, it's the murders still happen. The abuse still happens. Um, another alarming statistic is that I believe one out of three children experience sex abuse by the time they're 18, and it's one out of five for boys by the time they're 18. I find that absolutely horrific. 90% of those children know who their perpetrator is. So that means it's someone within the family 
or a boyfriend or a girlfriend like a, of the parent, you know, maybe they're divorced or the parents are not together and um 60% of them will never say anything. I find that absolutely nauseating. <laughs> to say the least. We have these children, they should be safe in their home. Home is supposed to be your sanctuary, right? It's supposed to be your 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 sanctuary. And for too many of us, it's a war zone. So, I'm sorry, uh, I'll let you speak, but but um uh it's a big problem and we feel at also safe that we're the solution really. Yeah. Um or something I was going to ask you about. Is there any evidence of male victims from, you know, 100 200 years ago or whatever? Or is this all females? And yes, you think def- oh. Yeah, go on. Definitely. Definitely. No, there's ma- there are male victims out there. Uh one out of seven men is abused. Uh and in fact, there is a stigma with them, right? With males, like, um, they'll be judged, well, what's the matter with you? Stand up for yourself. She's 5'4", you're 5'10", 5'11". What do you mean? She smacked you, she puts you down, man up, get over yourself, like all of that stigma. So they suffer also, you know, as a male victim. And I could tell you, um abuse is abuse it doesn't matter the gender the hand occupies abuse is abuse it's traumatic either way whether whether a child sees dad beating up mom or mom beating up dad it's traumatic so um and like i said one out of 10 men is sexually harassed at work you know and i'm sure they get uh, and, and no matter your sexual orientation, right? You could be gay, you could be straight, you could be bisexual, trans, whatever it is. Um, the number one ingredient to a good relationship, whether it be at home, at work, at school, in a public place, is respect. Respect. Period. Over and out. So, um, uh, there, there are definitely male victims out there and, and, and boys being sexually abused and they go through the stigma. Um, well, you're a boy, you're stand up for yourself or come on. What do you mean? You got sexually abused at this, at this religious function or whatever the case may be. Um, I don't know if you know, uh, Jerry Sandusky. Have you heard of him? Mm-hmm. Um, he was a a coach for University of Pennsylvania, uh, a Penn State, a, a very prominent university here in the States. He molested countless boys during his uh, coaching years. Years. This went on for years at Penn State. Uh, I forgot what the number is, but he's in prison, uh, Jerry Sandusky, um, and, and enough, and boys came forward and we're talking, you know, freshman, sophomore, junior, senior, you're, 
what are you? You're 18, 17, 18, 19, 20 years old. You're young. You're young. And I, I think he also, um, like he would recruit or young boys would be recruited to him because as a coach, you get recruited in high school, right? For the sports, football, um, and you're 16 years old. And so there are male victims out there. And like I said, it's horrible either way, whether you're a male victim, a female victim. The worst of it, I would say, are children. Children suffer the most, you know. Yeah. So uh, I hope I answered your question. I was more curious about whether there is any um, documented male victims throughout history because you brought up all these female names, but I'm wondering if this is kind of a a new thing that we're only shining the light on now or if it's a new phenomenon altogether, if you have any idea. You know, uh, I I didn't find too much on the history of male victims, uh, like going back to cave people or in the early 1400s. Um, uh, yeah, not not really. I didn't find it. But that's not to say that there weren't male yeah. victims, for sure. Uh, I'm sure there were, you know. So, so. Uh, I'm sure of it, hands down, you know, um, even I would say, um, like, like children, male, males, male children that were beaten by their parents, by a father, an abusive father, right? So, uh, in fact, uh, there was a, um, uh, there was some literature on Hitler, and he was abused as a child. And it's a very interesting article how much he was abused so much that his father would whip him to the point where Hitler, Adolf Hitler, would go unconscious. And he got to a certain point where he didn't even feel the whippings anymore. He had to disassociate himself from the abuse of his father. Now, please don't misunderstand me. I'm not excusing him by any means, but it it just goes to show how we really need to resolve this in re- residency because our our current victims will become or can become future victims and or future abusers. Yep. And a good example is Hitler, Adolf Hitler. Um, but yeah, he was beaten constantly, uh, as, as a child, which I find very interesting because he was responsible for world war II, uh, uh, the annihilation of so many Jewish people, homo, uh, homosexual people, uh, women, children, you know, so it goes to show that we really need to resolve this in residency when children are young. Yeah, for sure. So in the, I was uh, watching this TED talk that you did and um, you had an interesting title there, which pretty much says if you are a victim of 
home violence stay don't leave so do you want to tell us why you're saying that because it does make sense when you explain it but at first glance it's like what do you mean isn't that a bit controversial right right right. yes uh yes and that was intentional obviously uh Uh, and it got me the TED the TED talk actually. It, it got me the the TEDx talk. Um, uh, we feel at Also Safe that when you enter a real estate contract with someone, whether it be you're renting or you own, you have a mortgage or not. Once you enter that real estate contract with someone, now it could be your husband, husband and a wife, a boyfriend, a girlfriend, uh, whatever the case may be. You live with your children, you live with your grandparents, your your aunt, your uncle. You're in a dorm. Um, you put that key in your lock. You should feel like like you're safe. You should feel like it's your sanctuary. So why should you leave? If you're being attacked, if your space is being attacked or jeopardized, either verbally, physically, sexually, mentally, emotionally, it's not you that should leave, the victim. It's the abuser. Your abuser is the one that has to leave. So we say at Oso Safe, you stay right where you are. Um, and we have something called the Oso Safe Home Sweet Home Package that we are introducing into the real estate industry. Uh, and, and right now we are focusing on landlords and tenants because that's the path of least resistance. But we want this to propagate over all residency. Um, where we're saying, look, Mr. and Miss Landlord, hire us. We'll get your property Oso Safe certified. What does that mean? Purchase the Oso Safe Home Sweet Home Package. It consists of a policy, a seminar, an app, and therapists assigned to the property. So just to give you a brief description of each, the policy basically states you act abusively, you're leaving, you're out of the property, and you don't get to come back. You're evicted, basically. If you act like a beast, like a barbarian, like a savage in your own home, in your in your place of residence, whether it be a townhouse, a co-op, a condo, a single-family home, a multi-family dwelling, a two-family home, a villa, a mansion, a mobile home, it doesn't matter. You get evicted. And you know that that's what's going to happen. So there's no surprise. There's a waiver in the policy. And this is all copywritten. I, I, I got everything copywritten and trademarked and so on and so forth. So that's the policy. The seminar is that everybody gets educated on facts, statistics, warning signs, definitions of abuse, the difference between abuse and discipline. For new and existing tenants, and we educate the adults and children in your in your uh, um, property. So that way, there's no surprise. You can't say, "Oh, I didn't know that pulling her hair constitutes ab- abuse." Oh, I didn't know if I call my girlfriend or my boyfriend a slut, a whore, that constitutes abuse. Now you know. The third component is an app, and this is where technology is brought in. Uh, I hired a software company to 
detect violent-like movements and captures them in real time, issuing alerts to the landlord. It's an app and there's cameras and it only picks up violence. It doesn't pick up conversations. It doesn't pick up documents. So let's say a landlord has 10 units. He or she will get the alert. Oh, wow. I just saw you beat the crap out of her in my unit two and you just beat the crap out of him in my unit 10. This is grounds for eviction. And you knew that this was going to happen. So this is the technology reinforcing the education. And then the fourth and final component is therapists assigned to the property. So you are required in a no-so-safe certified property to check in with your therapist once a month. Is everything okay? Do you feel like anything is looming? Well, yes, Mr. and Miss Therapist, actually, um, our, our son, our daughter came home with bad grades. We know we're not going to beat them up. We're not going to verbally disparage them. Help us through this, uh, because we don't know how to handle this. So this, all of these components, the policy, the seminar, the app, and the therapist, this is all preventative, Pim. Versus waiting for an episode of violence to occur where police come and then bad news travels fast. Uh, you, you rumors spread. Um, and then your, your safe tenants leave. Well, we're looking to flip all of that in with also safe certifications. We, we're saying, no, get the abuser out. And then the rest of the family can still stay provided that they could still pay the rent or the mortgage. And we, and, and there's more components, obviously there's more to it, but just for the sake of this, this podcast, I want to keep it simple, but, uh, and then our logo goes, um, it, it goes, uh, uh, outside of the property. So any vehicle traffic, any pedestrian, pedestrian traffic, they know, wow, I know what that logo means. It's also safe certified. Um, they have mechanisms in place if and when violence occurs. And I would rather raise my kids in an also safe certified property versus one that isn't. So, I hope I explained the whole premise. If you're a victim of home violence, don't leave, stay. Yeah, that's yeah. how it should be. Um, I, I could tell you as a, um, as a, a former victim, if I had my own products growing up, my father would not have gotten away with half the things he got away with. And I would have been better off. My mother would have been better off. Um, yeah. So I hope I explained. Yeah. How many also safe um, certified houses are there currently? Um, we are, uh, this is new. This is, So I'm doing as many podcasts and interviews as possible to market this and to get the word out that we exist and that our products exist. So, uh, so I've been doing as much publicity publicity if you will as possible uh and we are I, i am a real estate agent so i'm also working that angle as well to get properties also safe certified so this is new um and we have a couple of um single family and multi-family dwellings that are that are looking to jump on board okay so very new then 
Yes, yes, very new. And, and we do want this to cross over, over all residency and to make this international, like on a global level, to have this where there's also safe, also safe certified properties on a global level. Cause that's how it should be. No one should live with violence. No one, you, you have the right to be safe in your own home. And we, we at Oso Safe, we will, uh, with Oso Safe certified properties, we're making safety a required standard condition of residency, period. Awesome. Okay. What, what else does Oso Safe do to help victims? Yes. Um, Something that I'm introducing, and uh, this is about six months now, I have something called Oso Safe Kids. And uh, I have YouTube videos about this. And and this is to give voice to all children. Um, uh, and mind you, I, I want to state we're not a charity. We're not a nonprofit. Uh, we respect all the charities and nonprofits in this space, but we... Uh, because we have products and services where people pay us, right? So, so because this is how it really will be eradicated. Because the the charity approach, the um, nonprofit approach is when he or she beats you up, come to us and we'll help you. We're saying no. Hire us, pay us. And we'll get your property is also safe certified. So that way there's an actual resolution there. Um, and with also safe kids, I'm giving them a platform, all children, whether they're safe at home or not, to speak out on behalf of themselves. Um, this is another component of these certifications here in the States. We wait until a child is 18 years old for them to have agency over their lives. In an also safe certified property, as long as you are five years old, basically five, six years old, about kindergarten, first grade, they have agency over their lives. They could speak on their own behalf and where they could say, I want to live with this aunt or uncle or grandparent because I'm safe there because my mommy beats me or my daddy beats me or my stepmom, my stepdad is sexually abusing me. In an also safe certified property, children have rights before 18 years old because quite frankly, when we wait until they're 18, it's too late. They will they will resort to drugs, to alcohol, self-harm. They'll start cutting themselves. They will get into gangs or commit suicide. So Also Safe Kids gives voice to children to speak on their own behalf. And we talk about dating. We talk about um, what constitutes a good relationship uh, and something that I want to mention, Pim, and this is very important, pornography is a big driver of violence, huge. And we're not talking about sexual freedom. We're all for sexual freedom at Oso Safe. It's not about that. Pornography is 88.2% physical aggression towards women. 
So we teach at Oh So Safe that when you give pornographic materials to our boys and girls for that matter, our nephews, our sons, our grandsons, our we're actually teaching them to become violent towards women, towards girls when they get older, when they start dating. So and there's another component to pornography that I want to state. And it's something that these women fly under the radar. And it's the women doing the abusing. And they're called financial dominatrixes. Their real title should be a paid sex abuser. So these men go to them and pay them to sexually abuse them. And they are in bondage. It's about bondage, domination, sadism, masochism, BDSM. It's very dangerous. And these women do these very disturbing, convulsing, revolting things on and off camera. And they prey on submissive men. And these men could have children. And they rope them into this world of pornography. And... These women live among us. They're not in some faraway land, in some playboy mansion. They live among us. They could be part of our school district. They could live next door to us. They could live across the street. And I could tell you these women are very dangerous. And I've been speaking out more and more about this. And this goes back to also Oso Safe certifications. This would not be allowed. In an also safe certified property. And everybody suffers. The children, whoever they're dating, the, the financial dominatrix, really the paid sex abuser. And for her, it's a big arousal to have all this power. And they fly under the radar because it's the woman doing the abusing. So to go back to what you say, can men be victims? Absolutely, especially in these types of relationships where they they do BDSM. It's very disturbing. Um, and then we wonder, like pornography is a big umbrella, and under that umbrella is trafficking, sex trafficking, child rape, child pornography, prostitution. It's all related. So... So at OsoSafe, you asked me what else is OsoSafe doing to keep people safe, making people aware about pornography, um, that sex trafficking happens at schools where boyfriends pimp out their girlfriends to their friends, um, to make people aware and to know what the warning signs are. This is all part of the education and to let people know, especially young people, that to say over and over again, I deserve to be in a good relationship. I deserve to be in a good relationship. To break the cycle. Because when you come from violence, it's easy to fall into that trap. Um, so, also oh safe kids, um, the, the certifications, uh, the fact that I'm a real estate agent, I've been speaking to people at the National Association of Realtors to make certifications 
Also, safe certifications, a household name, uh, where and it needs to be resolved in residency. And that's our focus is in residency. Uh, because if we make our home safe, everything else will fall into place, quite frankly. I'm sorry I talk a lot, uh, Pim. <laughs> that's all right. That sounds really exciting, actually, that there are some, you know, hands-on solutions for once and not the, as you say, the um, uh, the charities are just saying, okay, well, come to us and we will help you and we'll help you leave. And then what? Right. So. I think you might be on to right. something. So that's awesome. Um, do you have any final words that you want to share with listeners before we're wrapping this up? Uh, it's worth reiterating. Um, you deserve to be safe in your own home. Uh, I want to say just because you are a parent, it doesn't give you the right to abuse your child. Uh, for all of your young listeners Please know that you deserve to be in good relationships, in good friendships, to not be afraid to walk away from bad relationships, um, and that uh, that safety has to become a required standard condition of residency. I can't stress that enough. Um, and to stay away from pornography. Don't buy it. Don't engage in it. Don't. And, and encourage your friends and your family members to say, look, um, it's not about sexual freedom, uh, that pornography fuels a lot of the violence, a lot of the trafficking. So, um, and that, uh, and that we're hopeful, like we, we want you to know that, or, or your listeners, you and your listeners that we're very positive about this very, uh, it's about empowerment and, uh, and that you're not alone and that um that we're going we're working as fast as we can to get everybody also safe at home awesome so if they want to check you out where can they do so uh our website is ososafe.com uh we are on all the major social media platforms facebook linkedin twitter um instagram my YouTube channel is out there. Uh, just Google, uh, well, YouTube Sabrina Oso or Oso Safe Kids. Uh, that's also its own entity, Oso Safe Kids. And uh, my TEDx talk is out there, as you mentioned. And uh, my direct email is Sabrina at Ososafe.com. Thank you so much. We'll put all those links in the description. So <laughs> don't try to write it down so thank you so much for coming on here today and sharing all of this um hoping that it will help a lot of people so thank you for what you're doing thank you Pim. thank you for the opportunity thank you thanks for listening to the lcal podcast if you like the show and you want to support the show you can do so by sharing it with anyone who you think may benefit from listening to it or if you're so inclined you can make a donation over at paypal or at patreon and you will find the links in the description have an awesome day